Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quieten down that music just no, for a second. No, it's getting to the good part, AJ. Adam, don't touch that dial. I feel like people need context pretty soon, dude. <laughs> They're going to stop listening. This is a new cop option intro song. This is a new cop option intro song. Bright eyes. Yeah, starting the podcast with like a Turn around massive instrumental. Bright eyes. Turn around, bright eyes. It's the best part of the song. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little Alright, thank you very should much Should we do a um, This is more of a behind the scenes thing But should we do a sync lap to begin with okay. <laughs> Should we time it in any kind of way no, To make that, it okay. That's good so Screw we'll go you Three, future two, future. one And then clap okay? okay Three, two, one I knocked the microphone like You'll that. find it, it's fine. That's fine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Compulsion Podcast. But the, I need to be articulated, that's a, that's crucial. Welcome to a very special episode of the Cold Popsh Podcast. My name is Alexander Jones, but you're my friend, so you can call me AJ. What's your name? Man sitting across the table from me. Pulling my name's Richard. I was just pulling the curtains to give uh, less, um, a reverb. Yep. You know, this is a podcast where, um, traditionally, and and we're not. It's not like we're not keeping in tradition with that right now. We, <laughs> we there's a lot of explaining I've got to do right now. <laughs> I don't think is you just stick with me. This is the pod, This is a podcast where we watch a different film franchise every fortnight. Would you agree, Richard? Uh, yeah. Would you say that's an astute description? Yeah. That's what we do. I'm not being dishonest by saying we watch a, f- a franchise every fortnight. AJ, you're being very honest. Now, can I just say... Yes. Um, w- what are we doing differently this okay. week? Other than your current state of intoxication, what else are we doing differently? We also have a, a, a very small but, but no, significant something else. live audience. Something else. 
Technically. Uh, technically, we are recording on two different laptops. Yes. I can see your vo- like voice barely registering on mine. Mm. Is that going to be a problem for you when you edit it? Nah, man, I'm going to be... You'll sort it out? I'm going to be so good with editing it. Okay. Okay, so... Um, so now go to the other things that are different. Okay, one thing that's different. We have a, a three-person live studio audience. And what, what that means is that we thought it'd be more fun to do this with a, with a couple pals. Why? Because I feel like, and I'll get to this in a second, when you're as drunk as we are, if you feel like you got to perform... You and me, would you agree we're both attention seekers? Yes. When you've got people around, you're creating content for them. You're creating... AJ, I'm, a, I'm an attention seeker when I'm alone in my bed. Me too. And we've got a, we've got a, we've got a campaign for their attention. We've got to create something that they're going to want to listen to, even though they're listening, listening to it now. Um, so we've got some friends here. Those, those friends include our good friend Adam, who's been on the podcast before. His girlfriend, Holly, but though that's not what defines her as a person. She's also our friend. Thank you. And then um, Mel as well, who's kind of late to the game in terms of my my interpretation <laughs> of, of these people in my life. But um, she's still here and she's a good friend. And um, I really appreciate you being here, Mel. Um, and what are they doing to get themselves entertained rather than listen to our podcast? Okay. Well, well it involves listening to the well, podcast. Like like us, they are... Um, in various stages of inebriation. Would you agree, loyal live audience? Yeah. We've all been drinking. And I'll get to why we've been drinking in just a second. Just to be special, we've they, they not us, we're not as masturbatory as this, but they have actually created the Fish Cult Popsha podcast drinking game. And I've got a copy of it here in front of me as well. You do? Yeah. Um, do you want to read out the rules of their fish cold pop? All right. So if you want to play along at home, this works for any episode of the show, not just this one specifically. Yeah, that's important. That's actually really important. Um, so the a fish cold pop show podcast drinking game. Yes. Now make sure you don't put an I before the N in drinking. Oh, sorry. The um the second N and don't put a G at the end of it either. Okay. Um. So you need to take a drink whenever whenever there's a mic bump. There was a bump, bump um, Any time uh, there's a 9-11 reference? Uh, 9-11 is very important to the history of cinema. Um, <laughs> it actually changed, but probably more TV than cinema, um, actually changed a lot of the ways that we talk about things. A lot, Lilo and Stitch is, is a fantastic... Thank you, Adam. Lilo and Stitch is a great example of... Um, that was more something that was changed, but I think thematically, shows like Millennium, shows like The X-Files, cha- changed a lot because of 9-11. Shows like The X-Files actually stopped airing because of things like 9-11, because mm. the government... Um, at that stage in cool. 2001... And also, any time AJ giggles... Tr- they wanted to trust themselves. They, um, they, they wanted to trust anytime, their government. And I feel like AJ does this a lot more as well, but any time there's a Beethoven mention... Um, so this is a podcast where we talk about franchises. One of those franchises includes the, the Beethoven podcast. All these drinking rules are going to be in the description below as well. Um, or so. we'll just post them on the page. Yeah, we might yeah. post a photo of um, Holly's beautifully drawn... Yeah, it's um, actually really nice. Thank uh, you. Uh, except someone appears to have spilled a drink on it and, part, and some of it's around. I don't think it was me, but let's um, just say it was me. Uh, anytime Brent from Texas gets mentioned. Brent, I hope you're listening to this one, dude. This is, <laughs> this, this entire podcast, all of Cole Popshire, is for, for not necessarily like you as an individual, but you as but a symbol. But the idea of you. The idea of you is that um, the idea of connecting with people we don't know personally because that means so much to us. And Brent, I love that you've you've brought other people to this podcast there's also in in quotation marks hey guys 
I don't know what that one means. That one was suggested. I don't think we say hey guys that much, but maybe we do. Well, at the start of every podcast. Hey guys, so. welcome to the Cold Pops yeah. podcast. Uh, any unexpected guests that usually tends to come from me. Uh, that, like that, that is referring to, of course, our, our often uh, often we drink drinks on this podcast. I'm drinking water to sober up a little bit. I've, I've had like 18 shots of, of, of <laughs> Okay, I just try to sound cool because... Well, we'll get to. I did a shot just. It, we'll get in a second why one of the reasons it's important. I'm not just getting drunk for no reason. Um, anytime a joke needs explained, uh, so we've the, done the, that already. This happens a lot. Yeah. Um, a fan comment mention Brent yeah, Taylor again. So that obviously, yeah, Brent, Brent or David Brown. Um, it, a phonetic recital of the theme song. Bow mama nama nama. Bow mama nama nama. Uh, and when the next franchise only has two films. Yeah, so that happens to us uh, as numbers for a while. Would you? Well, I mean, we haven't been on film franchises for a for a while. Yeah, but we that, did two two film franchises. There was a while where all we had was two films. Two and films well, one film got split two. Anyway, we need to move this along. So take a shot whenever it is clarified that the word media is in the email address, and when the next Cold franchise media, has ten plus films. So that's different. That's different from. Man, my friends are so good to me, man. Yeah, they just brought you drinks just and, me a drink coasters and a, and a so coaster. that you don't sound like Adam, a fucking Adam, idiot. Adam, come say hi. Come say hi under the microphone, Adam. Hello. Um, I gave you the coaster because I, I thought it might sound better when you put your drink down. On the yeah, when you for slam sure, your dude. fucking drink down, AJ. Um, Adam, Adam also helped us get the microphone sorted. Um, right. I've been told to read out the, the description on my coaster. Do you mind if we take a brief aside? For All right, me? and then we'll finish the... Uh, I'll read out the yeah, finish yeah. the drink category. So my coaster has a very charming looking man on holding what, what I would assume would be a glass of maybe whiskey or tequila. And written on the coaster. Those are two very different drinks. It's yeah, a brown... It's yeah, a they brown. look very different. What does tequila look like? It's clear. Okay, this is a brown drink. Scotch, yeah, so scotch, maybe scotch, brandy, rum, whiskey. I'm not, I'm not oh, big, oh, I'm not a big drinker. This is the drunkest I've ever been. Uh, on on the on the coaster <laughs> are these words. I'm not an alcoholic. Alcoholics go to meetings. I'm a drunk. We go to parties. <laughs> All right, um, and you can see the crowd laughing at the joke they suggested was read out. Um, so that to finish off the Cold Popshire, um, the Fish Cold Popshire podcast drinking game, uh, finish your drink whenever the last episode is mentioned. You got a full explanation of that last film franchise Fortnite's episode, so go back and listen to that. Maybe you'll hear it one day. Maybe. Um, Maybe you'll pay $1,000 <laughs> and listen to the last episode. Um, whenever that counts. You better finish your drinks, everybody. Whenever, whenever a new segment begins... Uh, such as continue the franchise or we talk about titles a lot we talk about titles or franchise really which we're we're gonna do all three yeah um we haven't even like explained the concept of the podcast or what we're doing yet we watch the film franchise we're doing we're gonna i feel like we're gonna record an intro so people are gonna ignore my comment um uh there's a reference to a past episode which we've already done several times um aj or richard throw each other under the bus which we do a lot there's and, there bit, I want to tell you, you Brent Brent Taylor. That's a reference. And to also, Taylor. sorry, let me just finish. The last one is uh, the next franchise is a shitty one. Holly, I'll give that back to you so that you can look after. Um, um, yeah, we're we're recording. We can't take shots right now. Yeah, so that when so you guys can uh, look after that and Brent, keep tabs on us. Brent, let me tell you that there is a lot. Um, wait, what? What one was it? What was the second to last one that I was going to? 
It was AJ and Richard throw each other under the bus. Okay, that happens quite a lot on this podcast, and to the point where often we actually just cut it out. We cut yeah. it out of the editing. There All have right. been lines we've said that we just have gone in post production, being like, that's probably not appropriate. And we've cut it out. Brent, I want you to know that's for you too. <laughs> AJ, okay. What is this podcast? This is a podcast. My name's AJ. This is Richard. My, this is a podcast where we um, watch and discuss a different film franchise every fortnight. Uh, fortnight. And um, we've done such franchises. I'm trying to get our friends to drink here. We've done such franchises as Beethoven. We've done such franchises as The Lamb Before Time. These feel like the most significant ones in our in our heritage. The <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, a, oh yeah, I'm actually going to cut that out. <laughs> or I might bleep it so people can hear me saying. I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> but this episode, I, as it is the first film franchise Four Nights. For 2018, I know this is 2017, but it's not, it's 2018. We are going to review a friend, a little, a little trilogy, a wee a trill. Hidden gem. A wee trill um, called The Hangover. And yeah. to make this a special episode, what have we done and why? We've got fucking drunk, dude. We got drunk because The Hangover is about a bunch of guys who get hangovers and after benders. So on a personal note, in, oh, please, please explain. in 2016... Um, I developed somewhat of a drinking problem and um, often my nights would be me sitting at home alone uh, watching Watch Mojo and um, drinking. Top and 10 plot twists in movies. Spoilers. What are the spoilers for? <laughs> You'll find out once they're spoiled. <laughs> um, and um, then uh, my work Christmas party, I got like blackout drunk and I woke up in the morning. I didn't have my phone on me. Um, I remembered to take my contacts out for some reason. And, That's important. Um, and I was... Um, I remember to take my medication for my heartburn. And I was it's like... It's a similar sort of thing. We remember these sort of things. And I was like, you know what? I don't remember the last time I had fun specifically because I was drunk. So I was like, I'm going to not drink throughout 2017. Inspired by my good friend Tyler Broly, who's also a friend of this podcast. Um, can, can you describe my contribution to this abstination... In, in like a nice way like in, not, not like you've often mentioned um, on the podcast that we became friends because you were drunk and I said do you want to be best friends I want you to like from what I, what I saw me me choosing to also go the path well, of I was like hey AJ I'm thinking about I'm not, I'm not going to drink all through next year Yes, and you were like yeah bro me too I'll do it with you and I was like well, I didn't ask. You didn't ask, but do, would you say? But you, they know that's what good friends do. They're there for what, you when they know that they need you. Even I, you I don't. don't I don't it. have any any semblance of a drinking problem. This is the drunkest I've ever been, and I feel like I'm not that drunk. Yeah. See, I we've had about the same amount to drink, and I like seeing you get this drunk has sobered me up. Something wicked. Mm. Like we, let, I, I had like two shots of whiskey to begin with. Yeah. And I was like, I'm actually going to vomit. I'm going to be blackout drunk when we record this podcast and I feel fine now. I'll tell um, you what, I've had so many conversations tonight about how I'm not worthless. I've had so many conversations about how I'm not going to be lonely forever. I've had so many conversations with my great friends, my three. Yeah. With people who are drunk. The, the drunk from my drunk friends <laughs> about how I'm not, um, you know, the, your classic drunk. I've, I've hugged and kissed all of all of the people in this room. Maybe not Mel. Mel, if you want me to give you a kiss on the cheek, I will, but you don't have to. That's up to you. 
All right, let's not get into this. I've kissed Holly on the cheek. AJ, on the cheek. I've let's... kissed you on the cheek probably before this podcast, before this specific. AJ, you kiss me on the cheek every night before bed. I kiss you on the cheek every night while you're sleeping, <laughs> and then I quietly whisper, "Good night, my little angel." Real estate. It's free real estate. Um, um, AJ, can you please explain the concept of this podcast? I feel like I've done it three times okay, already. Okay, well, well, one for every Hangover movie. There, there's your segue. Okay. We watched the Hangover movies, and the reason we got drunk is because we're watching the Hangover movies, which are movies. Actually, it's the other way around. Movies about getting drunk. Yeah. Well, we, we thought, uh, yeah, on on our franchise list, it has a um, some of them have like little rules next to them. Like, there's a franchise. There's two movies: House and House Two. And um, a rule for that one is it must be recorded inside a house, unlike every other episode, which is recorded in it's, the Amazonian it's, it's, rainforest. It's recorded inside a home. Yeah, okay. um, we've also a better example might be the, the Clay with a chance of meatballs, where AJ has to eat a whole thing of meatballs, or um, the viewer skewniverse, where and on inspired by mall rats, we have to record in a mall. Yeah, which I feel like we won't do, but let's see. Um, anyway, it had I'm sorry, Adam. What was that? Mall cop. We should rec- I think that might actually be what it is on the list. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, the Hangover had um, Richard gets drunk. Yeah, and then obviously we couldn't do that last year. So I thought, let's do it for our first one this year and just have a bit of fun with it. I want to get more drunk than I am right now. AJ, you fucking go for it, mate. Like, I I consider myself... I I couldn't drive right now. I I don't even know how to drive when I'm sober. (laughs) (laughs) Pause for laughs. Pause for laughs. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't trust myself to drive right now, but I feel fine. So it's kind of funny, especially the fact that you're driving the podcast. I know, right. That's what I was going to say is the, um, the true irony of this episode is that this is a one where I don't see, know. If, AJ, this is why it's good to fuck over one where you're running it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that's a reference to the last episode. There you go. Take it to finish your drinks, you fucking... <laughs> friends um yeah the the true irony of this episode is that i don't know if people who listen to this notice but we we more like generally we go ones and twos right you host one i host the next one would you agree there have been exceptions yeah like godzilla did all of them yeah you did all of godzilla but that was because we decided that i'm better at doing the research yeah you are i actually want i i'm i'm better at like creating through lines you're better at creating research i'm I'm better at fucking up my through lines and then pointing it out i'm better at fucking (laughs) would you agree with that no laughter from the audience (laughs) no i know that was a cold that was a rough audience oh i'm sorry they're too busy trying to finish their drinks the hangover trilogy finally 18 minutes in the hangover trilogy i've got 1759 also i i'm eating a pizza i'm not but I'm so full. The Hangover trilogy consists of the following films, directed by the following people, rated the following on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the first film in the, in the trilogy was called The Hangover. It came out in 2009, directed by Todd Phillips, and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go mid-70s. 79, so high 70s. Quite Actually, probably higher than it deserves, would you agree? No. No. Um... <laughs> This was, of course, oh, a quick, a quick, that's a throw under the bus. You're right. Drink, drink. 
Um, the 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 hangover. The first hangover was actually fun fact for for people who want to know this. The hangover two thousand nine, directed by Todd Phillips, RT score of seventy nine percent, was the first R sixteen film I ever saw at the theater. I saw it with a friend Is of that mine. Is that my IMDb page? <laughs> no, it's not. I saw it with a friend of mine named Ben. People it used people used to call him Grim. That was his nickname. He's since dropped that nickname. If you're listening, Ben. I'm sorry I brought that up. <laughs> um, I, I remember I saw it as, as a 16... I'd freshly turned 16 in 2009. Um, I mean, what, where did the nickname Grim come from? He was he went around a party telling everyone how they were going to die, I think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I love the idea of, like, real dark nicknames. I once wrote a play where a character was named Crash. Mm-hmm. And um, in, the la- in, in, like, the end of the play... It was going to be revealed that everyone called him Crash because he killed his girlfriend in a car accident. And what a great him. nickname! And had and, and had amnesia and forgot about it. What that. happened to that play? Can we make it now? We could. Let's do it. It's called Post. Post, starring Alexander Jones as Crash. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding! It's not believable for the audience that I would have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the Hangover Part Two. The the, the studio audience is. is like killing over imagining you or the girlfriend. <laughs> the Hangover Part Two came out in 2011, also directed by Todd Phillips. RT score of what do you think? Like truly? Uh, like 43. It's lower. Do you want to take another stab? 34. 33. Very good. Um, uh, I just gave a, a knowing look to the audience. Uh, the, the Hangover Part Two, um, I actually watched, the only time I'd watched it before this podcast was as a camera, as a... As a is film filmed at the cinema because I felt it important to watch because I used to do I used to do because it was the, the first one was the first R sixteen movie yeah saw, yeah exactly if, that, if I'm not mistaken that's more or less what it is I felt um I used to I used to write reviews for for my for all the films I saw AJ you still fucking do that no I, do, I used to do it on a on a dedicated blog site called WordPress you might have heard of it yeah I know I used to go on your um, Reddit account and see where you'd post them and download it. <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> I always knew it was you. Um, but I found it important to watch The Hangover Part 2 to be able to be like, hey, remember that first movie I reviewed? Here's the second one. All right. The Hangover Part 3 came out in 2013. And as, as something that we've discovered doesn't happen quite often in um, film franchises, especially trilogies, is also directed by Todd Phillips. So Todd Phillips directed all three. Which John, would- I actually went back and looked. I think this is either our seventh or our eighth franchise where every entry is directed by the same guy would you agree that's significant yeah cool what do you think that is on Rotten Tomatoes 23 very good it's 20 but I'll give you it I'll give you that it's 20 percent on Rotten Tomatoes the a classic case of diminishing returns and quality of sequels um before we go any further Richard I'd love you, you know, when you start eating a piece of pizza and you're like you get most of the way through it and you're like fuck I didn't even want the first bite I've never experienced. And now I'm stuck with um, the crust. Richard, just before we go any further, would you please tell us the stories? What are the storylines of all three Hangover movies? As but start with maybe a storyline for what the whole series is about, as like a kind of template. Yeah. Well, basically, the the, the template for the first film is these three guys. Well, four guys: Alan, played by Zach Galifianakis; Stu, played by Ed Helms; and Phil, played by Bradley Cooper, as well as Doug, played by Justin Bartha. Um, they go to Vegas for st- uh, uh, Doug's Doug, bachelor Doug's. party, um, and they end up um, they they have the t- a toast on the roof to a good night, and they wake up in the morning and they can't find Doug, who's going to get married in in, in twenty four hours, and so they have to 
retrace their steps to attempt to find Doug, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's this movie where it's people trying to work out what happened to them. If you could describe a subgenre to this film, what would you say that subgenre is? Comedy. Comedy. What? No, that's more a genre. What is like a? What are other movies that you would put into this subgenre? Um. Born Identity. Mistaken Identity. I was I was more going for like amnesia. The the crossover between yeah maybe like forgetting forgetting isn't necessary but but maybe like it's almost a road movie. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, uh, think there's like it's a comedy that is based in like a bunch of characters going on a ridiculous adventure. Going from the to a through bc yeah i would maybe put without a paddle which is one of my favorite movies in this category um all right and then the hangover 2 is heavily criticized for doing this but it's essentially the same plot the three our main characters who we spent the first film with Stu, alan and phil are back they've got doug with them and um this time Stu's getting married he's getting married to a thai woman and they're getting married in thailand so they go to a, an island in Thailand to get married, um, but Stu's fiance's little brother tags along, and Alan doesn't like this, and he devises a plan to get him out of the picture by, by essentially dragging them like he did in the first film by accident, and um, he ends up dragging all of them instead of just um, the little brother. They wake up in the middle of Bangkok. They have no idea what happened the night before. And now Teddy is missing. Doug is also not there because he called it early and went went back to the um, to the resort. And so we're stuck with these three guys again who have to retrace their steps from the night before and find Teddy. There were like three gassy moments in that monologue there. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Adam's the only one left. And then the, the Hangover Part 3 is a very different story where... Um, Basically, uh, the the other main characters are, are sending trying to send Alan off to rehab, and they get run off the road by John Goodman, who's playing a character called Marshall, who is who had this massive heist and stole all this gold. But Leslie Chow, who I haven't mentioned yet, who's like a guy, very important. He's in the first and second films. He's just kind of in the first film. He's this weird like random Asian character played who's, by Ken Jeong with a very heavy stereotypical um, Asian accent. Um, and then the second one, he like teams up with the guys kind of, but um, to help them out. And then in the third one, it's like, he's this international criminal and Joggerman's like, you guys need to find Chow and give me my gold back. And it's this like crime caper kind of film that doesn't have anyone getting drunk or getting a hangover. Hmm. Yeah. The, so the Hangover trilogy. Um, thank you very much for that, Richard. Um, is as would you agree? It is in a weird way kind of iconic with our with maybe like our age our age group. Like at least at the time. Yeah, definitely, pe- dude. The first one's a classic. Yeah, the people felt very connected to these films, um, probably because people got more hungover than I did. But let me ask you, Richard, and in your honest opinion, uh, which one is your favorite film and why? Um, the first is I I. Genuinely love the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, the second film, I will defend to my dying day. I I genuinely really like it as well. It's I can admit it's not as good as the first one. It's just I mean, I, mean, I guess because the original was so fresh, and then by design, the sequel isn't as 
refreshing. Mm-hmm. But that's not a problem inherently, I don't think, and that's that's why I defend it. Is um, because I think for a comedy sequel, putting the same characters in the same situation in a different location, I feel like is a great setup for a comedy sequel. Well, that's why I would argue that the second one's probably my favorite of the trilogy. Let me let me say I don't I'm not I'm not specifically connected to either, any of the three. Yeah. Like none of them particularly mean too much to me. I don't think I even saw the third one till till we did this podcast. Um but I would say that the second one it gets a hard rap for being basically a rehash of the first one the hangover meets the hangover yeah yeah, it gets rehashed for being it gets it gets a big if it gets bad the bad blood bad rap rap, that's what i'm looking for for being a rehash of the first one but i mean if you take the original movie and setting in a in a in a like a more exciting setting you could argue more dangerous as well more dangerous the stakes are a lot higher you could argue that means it's a better film yeah well i mean yeah, it's uh, again. I've said this before that like I would be perfectly happy if they were just like there's a new film coming out. It stars Zach Galifianakis, Ed Helms, and Bradley Cooper, and they're going on another wacky adventure. Um, and people and like you know, people would be like, "Why isn't this Hangover sequel?" I'd be like, "Sweet, Hangover didn't need a sequel. I'd, I'm keen to see these three guys hanging out again." And so, yeah more power mm. to them i mean mm. you they they i don't know if it's a risk or if it's incredibly safe because it's like you can either say it's risky to just try and do the same thing and see if you can you know catch lightning in a bottle twice and or at the same time you're playing incredibly safe by just rehashing the first film um but yeah i, I think it's just as good as the first one if you just watch that as a movie by itself you'd put it on par as, with the first one i don't think it's a bad rap because it's a rehash sure sure um well let me tell you the studio audience is gone that's why uh, the energy is kind of dulled a little bit as well yeah i don't know where they went i'm here still hey adam (laughs) um the first the first movie was um we're going back to the first movie it was actually based on a true story um from a producer named trip vinson and this was an important distinction to make he's not a producer for the hangover he's a producer who knew a producer from the hangover um, and he woke up after a batch after I think it was his own bachelor party in Vegas and discovered that he owed a lot of money to a strip club and that idea of being in trouble after you wake up hungover through Todd Phillips the director and a few other writers was eventually created you know like he, Todd Phillips added the tiger the baby and all these other Mike things Tyson. Mike Tyson that, that turned up in the first film and I found this quote from Ed Helms, who's one of the, the three, plays Stu, one of the three yeah. main actors in the films. And I thought I would love to hear your opinions on this, Richard, because I think it's a really nice way to describe these films. This is what Ed Helms says on the, on the first film. Well, part of what's special about this movie is that none of the comedy comes from the characters being clever. Like you see it in a lot of sitcoms and movies where the characters actually have a funny sense of humor. That's not the case in this movie. So as an actor, you can really play the intensity and the gravity of the seriousness of the moment and just rely on the circumstances being funny. The joke is kind of that the situation you're in or the way that you're you're reacting to something as opposed to the characters just saying something witty. What would you think? No, it's interesting, yeah. I've thought about that a lot is like in comedy movies and like how often is it that the joke, the characters are actually cracking jokes, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so it's cool that it's like it seems like it's a conscious decision what you'll hear a lot of on this podcast if i can articulate properly in my inebriated state is that um these these movies i feel like i should love them but i don't and i think what ed helms has said about what i just read out there that it's about a, a situation, a, a movie where the situations are inherently funny, so the characters almost don't need to be funny, I think is, is a good design for a movie, especially because the characters are still funny, right? Yeah, and it allows the acting to come through as well. Yeah. Because they're, they're all very talented actors in their own right. Um, and so you're able to have someone like Bradley Cooper, who's like essentially like a serious actor who's leading this comedy film, essentially. Hmm. Um, but you have him being able to like react realistically to absurd situations hmm. and that's where the comedy inherently comes from hmm. um the original the first film's original script was actually rewritten by jeremy garlick and director todd phillips who added some additional elements such as mike tyson to mike tyson and his tiger the baby and the police cruiser um the writers guild of america uh west it says West there for some reason. They disallowed their work to be credited due to the rules of its screenwriting critic system, which are only copied and pasted from the Wikipedia article because that feels very familiar to, if you've listened to our interview with David uh, McKee Evans, he mentioned that as well. So isn't that a cool little... This is this is a living proof example. It's fucking cool, dude. Yeah, it's fucking cool, dude. Okay. The Hangover 2 was put into production um, two months after the first film, two months before the first yeah. film even came out. Um, because it had really positive um, screen tests, and as we've talked about, and have, is it, has everybody in this room seen the first two Hangover movies? Yes. So there was one yes, one the first, and one I'm really drunk. Right. So let me let me explain to you guys as well as our audience, as we we sort of have, have covered this on the podcast already in this episode. Um, the the major, probably more than any other sequel that committed the same sin the main problem people had with The Hangover 2 was that it has the exact same story as the first one. It's just set in a different yeah, country. You can, play the, uh, you can play the trailers at the same time and it hits the exact same beats. Yeah. Um, but, however, this isn't a kind of... Um, this isn't something that, that the, the people involved in the film are unaware of. Um, so Bradley Cooper... Uh, upon the criticism or not enough was because of the criticism but in in regards to the fact that the first and second film are very similar in basic plot structure he had the following to say in a vanity fair article i think no it's not in a vanity fair article never mind he he, he mentions a vanity fair article in this quote that i'm about (laughs) to read bradley cooper said we made the decision early on to keep the same plot structure. I remember we did this photo shoot for Vanity Fair, and that was when we first talked about the sequel in a realistic way. And we were all in the room together afterwards, and we were all saying, here's the choice. Do we stray from the structure, or do we run straight for it? And we all agreed, no question about it, we hadn't earned the ability to, to take these three guys and put them in a new structure. There needs to be a ticking clock. There needs to be a missed night and there needs to be someone who's gone and a woman who is waiting to be married and a guy who needs to be married. That's great. That's really interesting that that they themselves are aware. And I actually, I might be They think they didn't earn it as well. Yeah, yeah. I may be one of the only people in the world that agrees with this based on the critical reception that I actually agree wholeheartedly with that. And I say, if you're making a movie where the sole theme of it is a hangover... Yeah, your your second film should be the same thing in a more exciting setting. Yeah. Cool. 
Did you want me to give you more? If you wanted to give me more. Um, I think that Bradley Cooper is a very intelligent gentleman. Uh, maybe in American Sniper, he should have known better. He should have asked um, Clint Eastwood, let's get a real baby for this scene. Mm. Uh, I actually think that that film, despite its Oscar glory, it's actually quite underrated. Uh, have you seen it? I have not seen American Sniper. It's not, yes, yeah, no, I have not seen it. It's actually a really good film, and I think it's it was the lowest rated uh, Oscar Best Picture nominee that year, but the highest grossing, which is interesting because a lot of people said it was just America, pro America propaganda, but it's actually genuinely a really good film. Bradley Cooper's really good in it. He play it's to do with all about uh, post traumatic stress disorder, and it. Uh, captures it really well, I thought, and Bradley Cooper gives a really creditable, form, mm. creditable, creditable performance. And the it's one of those things where it's it's let down because people all that people know it for now is the fake baby scene, and that's a shame. Speaking of Bradley Cooper, first of all, did you know he's? And I learned this word today. He is a teetotaler. How do you say? <laughs> how do you say it, Adam? Teetotaler. Teetotaler. Do you know what that word means? Uh, well, I feel like if I saw it written down or if I heard it pronounced correctly, I might, but go on. So, <laughs> tea, like tea, like you drink tea, tea totaler. Do you know what that means? No, go on. That means he doesn't drink alcohol. Oh. It means he's straight edge. He probably he probably draws X's on his hands and vivid. Um, which is, of course, interesting because he stars in the Hangover Trilogy, which is a movie series. Based solely around getting blackout. Well, drunk. you know what? If I had known Bradley Cooper didn't drink, I probably wouldn't have started drinking again. That's interesting because one thing, one note I've already or also got written down here is Bradley Cooper is so fucking sexy that <laughs> <laughs> as as a straight as a straight man, I don't know how to deal with my feelings for him. What would would you yeah. can, take, take so me off here? The second film. When, oh, it's so good, dude. When um, Bradley, when they wake up and they and they don't know what, to, what they're doing, Bradley. So um, Ed Helms has a Mike Tyson tattoo on his face, and Zeke Galifianakis has a shaved head. But Bradley Cooper, throughout the whole film, is wearing this like button-up shirt. He's got like two buttons undone. He's just drenched in sweat. His hair's all messy. He's like got five o'clock shadow, and it just looks great on him. Yeah, I don't know anyone who looks as good sweaty as Bradley Cooper, man. Yeah, like so. The, I think maybe if I wasn't sweaty all the time, it'd be like a nicer thing. You'd be like, oh, Richard's been doing some hard work. He's mm. sweaty, but now it's just like, oh, Richard stood up, and now he's drenched in sweat. And, and the second film, it starts. Um, it starts so excitingly, like yeah. so. It basically starts in media res. Uh, if oh, you don't, so the first film starts the same so, way. So yeah. That's true. Both both first two films start um, with Bradley Cooper's character, who I would argue is maybe the closest thing this, these films have to a protagonist, or at least the he's always like marketed as the protagonist. Yeah, he's but like in practice, the, he's, not. he's kind of the straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the both first two films open with him calling. His, uh, who's Amanda. Doug? It's Doug's wife. wife yeah. Doug's wife, and telling her the wedding's not going to happen because yeah, both. So and the, and the first one, he goes, hey, uh, "We fucked up. We yeah. lost Doug." Yeah. And then um, the second film opens with the like almost the exact same scene. He's like, "It happened again." It's so exciting! Like, and she's <laughs> like, "We we we really fucked up this time. What what? How bad? Like, no wedding bad." 
Yeah, it's a bit worse than that. And it's is it would you, that's so exhilarating. Yeah, man. Like it's like holy shit, what have I, they done I, this time? I'm not invested in these movies that much. Yeah, and, I, and I got really even, I've seen the second one, I've seen the first two like dozens of times. And watching the second one again the other night, I was I was hyped up. He is he is very good at what he does. And out of all the three main actors of Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis, I feel like he's the only one who you wouldn't clar- wouldn't categorize as a comedy actor. Yeah. And that's that. This is the first. This was the first Bradley Cooper movie I ever saw, and and so I immediately assumed, oh, he's a comedy actor. But he's not. He's, he's too handsome. Yeah, he's too handsome. And so he's been in a lot of things since. And so maybe that maybe because of that, he carries a little extra weight to to being to like reducing himself to playing this kind of character yeah yeah anyway bradley cooper's fucking sexy um <laughs> and anyone who disagrees with me can fight me irl <laughs> um let's last the woman in the room M- mel and holly i nearly called you molly and hell um <laughs> what what do, would, would you would you would you holly come here okay. come to the microphone okay. you're gonna be on the podcast holly holly um bradley cooper what's it tap or gap smash or pass speaking to the microphone my friend <laughs> it's not um, a hard question holly it's smash it's i don't know if it is um i get out <laughs> you're incorrect <laughs> oh that's cool how does it feel being wrong holly <laughs> he's attractive but okay that's all thank you yeah i don't know okay there's a, there's a structure to his body that is unprecedented by any other male in <laughs> human existence. Um, human existence. Okay. Um, okay, one thing I want to talk about, we we're done with Bradley Cooper for now, but feel free to bring him up Let's later. talk about how sexy Ed Helms is. Not at all. Um, <laughs> conversation done. Okay. Um, one thing that I noticed about these movies... Um, they haven't aged well. Uh, yeah. Holly might have something to She's left the room now, but she might have something else to say on this. Um... These movies are very problematic. Um, oh, my computer's... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still going. My waveform isn't huge, but you can fix it in post. AJ's always got a bigger waveform than me. <laughs> no, we're back. We're all good. Um, these movies are very problematic. And I feel like they are... Coming out in 2009, they were probably the last politically incorrect films... To, to across the line before like this cultural revolution we're currently in yeah you couldn't have a film come out today that has character a character introduced saying no my friends are really mature and then you hear in the background paging dr faggot yeah there's stuff like there's a lot of um there's a lot of use. Fuck, it's fucking hilarious it is it is funny <laughs> i i'll admit but there's, there's a, there are a lot of use of, of terms like gay and retarded and and a gay no well to be fair both of those words are used humorously. In the first one, he's like, well, tell that to Rain Man because he counted cards and he was a retired. And then in the second one, he was like, you know, Doogie Hauser? Yeah. Oh, he turned out to be a gay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You couldn't, you probably couldn't put those various jokes in, in movies. I feel like now. Zach Galifianakis should be easily impersonable. Can I tell a story, a quick story about Zach Galifianakis? Is it that we both vaguely resemble him? Well, how do you say it? Galifianakis. Uh, Galif- Adam says he says Galifianakis. I, I say, say Galifianakis. I say Galifianakis. Everybody says Galifianakis. I say Galifianakis. 
Galafianakis. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, he and um, oh my god, AJ, AJ fucking just knocked his Mandarin lime bitters with his hand, and oh my god, it got like forty five degrees, and he grabbed it. Um, anyway, yeah, the, do you know the song Tonight, or it might be called Tonight Tonight by Hot Shell Ray? No. But tonight, tonight, we're standing on the rooftop, rooftop top, top of, of the world, world tonight. Um, and, the, and that song. The party on the Hollywood sign. Yeah, he goes. Um, Looking like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, so he goes, um, he's like, woke up with a new tattoo and it, uh, something like that. And it kind of looks a bit like you mixed with Zach Galifianakis. Whoa, 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 we're doing it. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that song. Um, I, I watched that. I saw that video on YouTube one time, and the top comment was, "Wow, did he just rhyme with Galfinacus? 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 Did he just rhyme with Galfinacus? Wow!" And it's like, "No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He <laughs> says he rhymes you with Galfinacus, and then he rhymes Galfinacus with we're doing it.' His his a strange observation is that I feel like Galfinacus, uh, Cooper, and Helms." all became famous because of this the first movie specifically and the first movie specifically is seldom brought up in our current landscape you know what i mean like i feel like it's maybe, like avatar no one talks about it yeah know. yeah i feel like maybe in like 20 years no one's going to talk about the hangover and yet it's the the i guess yeah comedy movies like that they they tend to um, roll around a lot, but I, mean, I guess people still talk about like Twenty One Jump Street and mm. shit like that. Yeah. Twenty One Jump Street changed the game, though. That maybe that's it, dude. That's totally it. Is that the Hangover series? Well, it's re- the last big like R-rated comedy before Twenty One Jump Street. That that was created in a specific way with a specific voice. It's not meta. It's not like well, and I think that uh, the general public's disdain for the Hangover Part Two um, adds to the like it falling out of the public and also the fact that there's a third one that no one saw yeah um added to it falling out of the sort of zeitgeist it's funny because i have i have all these trivia notes about the first two movies and none about the third there was nothing interesting that happened (laughs) in the third but speaking of the second film as you just mentioned then um i've got some stuff to say to you um i'm gonna tell you about some stuff so as i said um the hangover 2 it's, it's criticized a lot for copying basically exactly what the first one did. Um, but did you know that out of all three movies, The Hangover 2 by far is the most controversial in terms of stuff behind the scenes? Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you, and I know you know some of these already, which is yes, why I Yes, because why. I mentioned a lot of them while we were watching yeah. the film. So I'm going to say some words and you're going you're gonna to clarify what those words mean. Okay. Number one, the Mel Gibson fiasco. What oh. happened? All right, so Mel Gibson was cast to play a small cameo role as a tattoo artist, but after in the Hangover Part Two, in the Hangover Part Two, and after four days of being in the film, he was uh, Zach Galifianakis specifically, the Galifianakis specifically, uh, spoke out and said, "I don't want to work with Mel Gibson." And then apparently there was a large amount of the crew that also spoke out, and so they caved and said it's not a unanimous decision to work with Mel Gibson we're going to recast him so they cast Liam Neeson in that role and then Liam Neeson shot the scene where he gives our heroes some valuable information and they go on their way but in the editing booth they 
realized that they needed to cut the scene following and therefore needed to put some more exposition into Liam Neeson's scene. However, Liam Neeson was busy shooting the Wrath of the Titans and so they had to reshoot it with a different actor. They cho- chose Nick Cassavetes, who directed The Notebook. Uh, Mel Gibson's representatives, not Mel Gibson himself, but Mel Gibson's representatives since went on to criticise the decision to cut him from, or to, to not include Mel Gibson in the film, um, specifically citing the fact that Mike Tyson has cameos in the first two films, despite the fact that both Mel Gibson and Mike Tyson's are reformed drug addicts and who like have had dark pasts and dark... Mike history. Tyson's been in jail. Yeah. So that that was my that, I, yeah, I feel for it, Mel Gibson. Yeah, like, I, I, it's, it's not that Mel Gibson I forg- would have suited the role as well. Watching yeah. the film, it's not that I forgive Mel Gibson, but it's that if you're going to cast someone, oh, like, you were so ready to love him in Daddy's Home too. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. It's more that something like in a, in a role such as the one in um, the Hangover Two that he could have had. It is weird that they would say no to Mel Gibson, but yes to Nick Cassavetes to to Mike Tyson. All right. There's the next one. I want you to tell me what it's what I'm referring to. What is the smoking monkey fiasco? Um, so uh, there's a monkey and an actual monkey, capuchin monkey. Yeah. Um, and um, The Hangover Two, and it is seen smoking cigarettes. And Todd Phillips jokingly in some behind the scenes uh, discussion uh, said jokingly referred to the monkey getting hooked on cigarettes. Now Peter being the horrendous organization that it is didn't take very kindly to this and they had to then confirm that there was in fact no actual cigarette smoking monkey on this on the set he would be placing a cigarette at his mouth and the smoke was added digitally yeah Yeah. okay what is the tattoo fiasco the tattoo fiasco is as i mentioned before uh, Ed Helms has a, a wakes up in the Hangover Part Two with a Mike Tyson tattoo on his face, and the original artist who did the tattoo said, "You can't put that in the film. It's my intellectual property." This was right before the film came out, and this was a huge controversy. It was going to be, "I'm suing you," and it got held up in court. They were like, "Yeah, you're you're stealing someone else's intellectual property," and. It was like, we're going to lose so much money if we don't actually just release the film in a month or whatever it was. So they were like, what we're going to do is we'll change it for the Blu-ray release. We'll edit every single scene of it digitally for the Blu-ray, DVD and Blu-ray release. It was eventually settled out of court for an undisclosed undisclosed sum. Mm. Very good. Thank you, Richard. This one's a little obvious, but what is the racist chow fiasco? Uh, It's just... Chow, the character of Chow is said to be incredibly racist. Um, he's a the accent and the it, just everything about him is very racist. Ken Jong, I believe, has said he doesn't think it's very racist, and he finds doing the accent very cathartic Correct, because yeah. he um, <clears throat> he's like you know I'm the one doing it, so obviously if I found it racist, I wouldn't be doing it. But sort of because the character's so far into the abyss of racism that it, it it's it's essentially parody and yeah. so for him having people come up to him all his life and be like and throw racial slurs at him do accents and all this stuff it might must be cathartic to be like you can't make fun of me because i'm doing it so badly to myself mm. very that's good my interpretation yeah that's that's basically correct what is the war photo fiasco the war photo fiasco uh, uh there's a famous um 
Is that a gas? <coughs> Everyone drank. I went to cough into the mic so there'll be like more of this. Like, what are you doing? There's a very famous, I can't remember the specific details of it, but there's a very famous photo of um, a soldier um, executing an older Vietnamese man. Blues of Vietnamese. Um, <coughs> basically at point blank range. He's pushing a gun against his temple and, and he, he looks distressed. And the story behind the photo is actually quite interesting. That it's like this man was had actually committed some horrible crime and, and like needed to be executed or something like that. And um but the guy holding the gun in the photo basically ruined his life because the whole world was against him because that is he's shooting an innocent man. Um but I believe it was like an actual staged execution, um, kind of thing. And it ended up basically it haunted the man for the rest of his life and the family of the man in the photo forgave him and kept in contact with him for the rest of his life um and i i i don't want to say he ended up killing himself but i feel like that might be what happened I, I think he like hid away in australia for like the remainder of his life right that all needs to be factored anyway the first two hangar movies end with them finding a photo uh, a, a camera or, or a camera phone Oh, which has photos of the night before. So, the second to last photo we see over the credits in The Hangover 2 is a staged recreation of this famous photo. Uh, and Todd Phillips, and a lot of people said that that shouldn't have been in the film. It was very insensitive. And Todd Phillips sort of said, yeah, maybe that was a lapse in judgment. Mm, very good. What is the stuntman fiasco? Do you know? It's very simple. You, probably, you could probably Someone guess it. died, didn't they? Or they didn't die. Got they, injured, got, yeah. they got injured. Yeah. And sued them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, and the Louis Vuitton fiasco. Uh, you might remind me of that one. Louis Vuitton just got pissed at them for using a fake Louis Vuitton bag in the film. However, that is seven fiascos. Yeah. So I, I, I remember the Mike the tattoo one coming up, and it was like a month before the film came out. Yeah. I remember seeing it on Reddit, and people were like fuck this is actually huge this film might not come out it's like it's it was like a tentpole release you know yeah yeah and i think what's interesting is that while people may say that the hangover the original hangover is the best film in the series the second hangover is the one you'd make a documentary about you know that's yeah that's the one that has the most bill clinton visited the set bill clinton visited the set like all these things are so interesting about this film and yet that's you know not even remembered as the main hangover movie okay um, one of the things I think is uh, one of the problems I think with this film, yeah, with these films, is and we talked about this while we were watching them together, is that the reason I feel like I don't connect with them so much is that out of the three main characters, all of them are white. <laughs> no, but all of them have some like debilitating character flaw that makes them completely unlikable. Yeah, so I said before about how Phil's essentially Bradley Cooper is essentially the stray man, but like I. Looking at the like archetypes, you'd say Stu's the straight man, mm. but he's Ed Helms' character, but he's so far the straight man that he's again borders on parody. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he's such a square that like he he's the he's too much a stick in the mud, and then Alan's too much of a wild card that Phil is like the in between. I mean, like between all four of them, Doug would be the straight man. Yeah, yeah. Doug's the the most normal character, but he's not in ninety percent of the three films. And and but all three films, he's relegated as to, to the like side character of the three. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so and so that got me thinking while we were watching it, and I actually um, came up with this this little theory. Um, I feel like I've sobered up a lot since the start of this podcast, but I don't, yeah, so have I. I don't well, feel. I, mean, I didn't feel. It. Nah, I just feel real gross, and the, because of the pizza, not because of the alcohol. I had had a bit to drink, and I was like, I feel like a pizza. And then Adam was like, Now nah, we've got food here," and I was like, and he said it will probably be said it might take longer. And I was like, should I order a pizza and we'll see which one gets here quicker? And um, then, so he made up some food and I ordered a pizza. And I, they were about the same time, actually, to be fair. The, um, he made two batches <laughs> of food and it came in between the first two, in between the two batches. I just had another shot, Richard. <coughs> I think another one's been poured for me as well. Mel did it. Mel did it for me. It wasn't me. I don't know. Thank you. What Wait. were you drinking tonight, Adrian? Uh, I'm drinking. What can, can you pass, Mel? Could you pass me the bottle you fed me from? Royal Stag. I'm drinking Royal Stag whiskey. What are you drinking, Richard? Something you won't experience. Mm. I'm drinking Tennessee no, Fire. Drinking, oh my gosh, Mel just said I'd never experience a stag night. <laughs> I'm drinking. Much like the the subject matter of the first two films. I'm drinking Tennessee Fire, Jack Daniels. I don't know if you've heard of the small um, uh, kind of independent... The small penis in your pants, AJ. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of the small independent um, slight, you know, hidden gem of a movie uh, called Pineapple Express. Have you heard of that movie? I've heard of The Interview. Yep. Have you heard of Pineapple Express as well? Yes. Yes. Um, I think Pine- Pineapple Express... I think Pineapple Express... Look, get a load of this fucking and- moron. <laughs> Adam, I'd be interested if you've seen the movies to have your opinion. I'd say the Pineapple Express is like a better version of the Hangover movies. <laughs> AJ, that's what you sound like. That's fine. That's a that one shot. It put me in my my bloody funny mood. Here you're, I am. You're in mean, doing mean hilarious quips at AJ. Well, you know expense. what? Maybe you're not the only one who can do hilarious quips. You know what? Hangover One is just a shit version of the of Pineapple Express. What movie came out first? Answer me that. Pineapple Express. I don't think it did. I think was it. Yeah, can you look it up, Adam? Pulling out a phone. That was that's also that's I, that was my drink. suggestion for the drinking game. Was someone makes a claim that a phone is then had to pull out to prove it um, or disprove it? No, okay. So, Pineapple so, Express, I believe, was like two thousand six, two thousand seven. And oh, um, I feel like it was yeah. maybe maybe it was two thousand eight at the lead. Yeah, nice. there you go. So it was before Hangover, yeah. two thousand nine. Um, I don't know. A Pineapple Express is it is similar similar. It's a similar design to the first Hangover movie. It's it's very people under the influence, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, should say that again, Richard. People under the influence, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, which I feel like is the Hangover, but the Pineapple Express is a lot more heart to it and a lot more extra. And I do have a lot of catharsis for that yeah, style. I of would film. say though that. If you're looking at what each film attempted to be, it's not like The Hangover tries to have a lot of heart and fails. The Hangover is a lot tighter as a comedy, I think, mm-hmm. because um, Pineapple Express does fall into the Judd Apatow thing of being maybe 20 minutes too long and having a very stretched out emotional third act where your characters um, sort of decide they don't want to be together and then agree to be together again, uh, which is in all of his films and, and is probably his most common complaint. Fair enough, but I don't know. I feel like I I I haven't seen Pineapple Express in a long time, but it did feel like the move the version of that the movie that maybe something like The Hangover wanted to be. Let me ask you this, Richard. Uh, in these movies, a lot of the time, in all three, um, Ken Jeong's uh, 
Ken, Ken Jeong character by, yep. the, by the name of Chow. He, he is uh, Leslie Chow. He appears naked, you know, dick and balls several times throughout the first, the, throughout the whole trilogy. Uh, you don't see his dick and balls in the first one, but he's naked. Do you not? I think you see it. Not it's not focused on, but you do see him naked. Well, I mean, I guess I wasn't looking that hard at his dick and balls, AJ. Can I get a what what from the audience? What what? Thank you. I my point is. <laughs> Okay, in the second one, they they draw specific attention to it. Yeah, they taste his dick. <laughs> do you want to explain that, or should we just leave that out for just those who have seen it? And in the third one, the post credit sequence has him fully nude. Has him fully nude. I've got a question for you, Richard. Yeah. Is your dick bigger than Chow's? My dick's bigger than Chow. Yeah. How big is your dick, AJ? It's bigger than Chow's. Oh, that's good. But it's not that big. On a logarithmic scale, would it lie? Where would it lie between <laughs> um, Chow's dick and Chow? Uh, it is probably maybe. <laughs> you go first. Did you know that on a log on a logarithmic scale? The midway point between a plank, which is the smallest observable um, like distance, and the size of the known universe, the midway point is the width of a human hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. But that's on a logarithmic scale, which um, you know increases uh, exponentially. What's the opposite of exponential? It increases as you get smaller. Really, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 I yeah. see. But yeah, um, but it's still an exponential increase. So your dick, increase. your dick's the size of a human hair. I don't know what you're telling me. AJ, <laughs> look, I've tried to keep the length of my penis secret on this podcast. <laughs> You've tried many times, and I'm trying to <laughs> finally comes up a lot. Finally, get it out of you. You're not. Were you just leaving that out there? Look. Are you looking at your notes or are you just... I'm trying I'm desperately trying out to of, try and just change the subject. You're just like, hey, here's an offer to try and make not only you, my co-host, but the rest of the audience feel uncomfortable. Rest, there's one other person. The other, no, the but girls people have gone fucking to bed. listening, you idiot. Oh. Hey, fuck you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Be your dick's the size of chows. That feels mean. I'm sorry. Ken Jeong, if you're listening. <laughs> it's fine. Your dick's bigger than Richard's. <laughs> One thing that that I thought the third Hangover movie, which I haven't talked about a lot, the third yeah. Hangover movie, Hangover movie, uh, missed, missed an out opportunity. on. Missed an opportunity. Missed opportunity for the third Hangover movie is that there's, until the post credit scene, which is sort of treated as kind of like a joke, there's no Hangover in it. It's just the repercussions of the first hangover come back to bite them, basically. That's the plot of the third film. Yeah. Now, I thought, wouldn't it be cool no. if when Jog Goodman's character, Marshall, captures the, the main and character... Says you have three days to get chow. You have three days to get chow. The and way, they're taking Doug as collateral. Yeah, they're taking Doug as collateral. And the way they ensure that the characters don't... Um, like, track them. Track them, they drug them. And Stu and, fill and in. And drop them somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And Stu, Phil, and Alan wake up with a hangover from being drugged by... Like, they don't do this in the movie. I'm saying this would be a good idea. Yeah. Would That's you agree? Opportunity. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's... It's like... It's like a deleted scene that never existed. Mm. You you could put that scene into the film and then just have a couple of references to them, like, their headaches or something like that. Yeah. Like... Yeah have the exact same film but you've just got this like extra bit of like oh this is how we're tying it in they've got a headache because they're hung over i'm using that in quotation marks because they were drugged not um yeah drunk but yeah like, i think that's a good idea and it's a good way to like you don't you, the film doesn't have to be them retracing their steps yeah it can still be the like hunting chow mm. but um yeah i think just that like the memory gap and waking up like just to have that iconic scene from the first two it's staged almost identically of mm-hmm. them waking up and finding each other and finding what's different. Bradley like, Cooper's all like sexy waking up. <laughs> yeah, but have them sweating profusely wake up in the middle of the desert, they're else. tied up and it's like, it's later in the day and, and they're not quite sure if what happened really happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a missing scene from the film. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I would have, from a, from like a symmetry point of view, yeah, definitely. it would have felt better to have that in there. Yeah. Especially when the second film's so close to the first one, in, in terms of like structure and plot to then have nothing of that in the third one seems weird like if the second one was like a midway point between the first and third yeah it would make more sense but because it's like one and then a carbon copy of one and then the third one's so different yeah which i mean like in, in a way it's kind of cool but yeah, yeah that's the thing is that people people are like going to run tomatoes and i know you feel this, this way as well the third one is like vastly inferior to the first two and it's ev- just not it's it, honestly it's just not as funny to me to I me th- i don't i'm not a big fan of of any of all three movies so to me the third one was like oh yeah this is an interesting way to continue on the story to continue the franchise yeah before we get to that before we get to continue the franchise we're going to talk about titles we talk about we have a title we talk we talk about titles along this podcast um i don't have too much to say about these titles for those who don't remember well, it's interesting that they're called Part yeah. two and three. The, so for those who don't remember, the titles are The Hangover, The Hangover Part 2, The Hangover Part 3. Rich, I know you have particularly interesting feelings on the use of the word part. Well, I just think it's funny because it's like, the um, just if it was just called The Hangover 2, that's like, this is a rehash. Whereas part implies this was always part of the story. Yeah. Like, the story was planned out this way. And as far as I'm aware, Todd Phillips and, and, and whatnot were just like, yeah, it's like The Godfather 2, one of the greatest films of all time. It was <laughs> The Godfather Part 2. That was the first time a film used Part 2. Is and, that true? Yeah. Um, in fact, I odd, maybe, maybe fact check this. I might be pretty confident on it, but I'm pretty sure it was the first film to actually use a numeral. Interesting. And, and for its sequel, rather Very than having a, second, a different name. Um yeah, and so it was like this kind of nod to that, The Godfather Part Two, um, because it's it's saved for very prestigious films, and so it's one of those things that's like, it's a very subtle joke, but it's just kind of funny. So, so you you approve? Of yeah, the yeah, yeah. Two. I like it. It's 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 so easy to have or to not have, but it just makes it slightly funnier. Yeah. If it was like like Chapter Two, might be. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think yeah, the Hangover Two would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my point. Is that the Hangover Two would have been fine, but you're just putting a little extra joke in there. Adam's nodding approvingly. Is that part two, part two was the first film to use a, a numeral? And it, 
That's yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cool. Well, I don't have anything else to say about titles. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that we talk sequels, about it it's interesting. Like looking back at the history of sequels, especially like that we've done this as like a a franchise. Um, that we do this franchise podcast. Um, we haven't got it yet. Maybe we we will one day. But uh, the Rocky franchise <laughs> was like um that's become now like you know there's a reboot and they had like the distant sequel and everything like that but that was such a joke of like where is this going that after rocky 3 they were like oh what's next rocky versus an alien and it's like you're only three films in. think of how big like how big franchises get these days yeah that like back in those days the fact that like they were making it is either they're making a third one or they'd made a third one we're gonna make a fourth the people were like what's next rocky fights an alien oh when are they gonna stop making these and then someone's like wait a minute that's a good idea and they wrote rocky fights an alien that became predator nice very cool um that's really cool and um like let's let's aim for rocky with our minds and or predator the universe trying to get us to give us rocky um okay we're coming to a close before we do let's, let's just give this franchise a wee continuing let's, yeah, con- let's continue this franchise this is a segment on our show where we take the franchise we've been studying take the franchise we've been discussing discussing take the franchise I don't like to use the word review we have been reviewing and don't <laughs> Review. Don't you fucking dare, AJ. Hey, fucking fight. Kick me in the nuts, Richard. I bet you you won't. Do you want me to kick you in the nuts? Come here. Climb over the table. Mal, what are you doing? AJ, pull your chair out. I don't want you to kick me in the nuts. You made me fucking get up. Yeah, joke, so I won. Adam, can you kick him in the nuts from where you don't are? Don't kick me in the nuts. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm not I'm not able to come to You don't want to hurt on his sharp nuts. <laughs> This is a segment where we talk about. Um, <laughs> this is a segment where we, we try and squeeze more money out of the Hangover franchise by pitching a sequel. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, like, I can go first if you want. No, no, no. I'll go. I'll go first. Um, the idea I had for like the, uh, I feel like I had two ideas, but I can't remember one of them right now. But like the, the kind of go for the pure idea of what like a Hangover four could be if, if it came out now or, or like it'll probably work better in maybe like 10 years but um no thanks thank you, man. um i just got offered some salsa rolls and i'll have a salsa roll man yeah fuck um, yeah man i'm gonna eat but, it. i'm gonna eat raw no no tomato sauce i'm gonna eat raw. raw it's still coked aj um but going for the hangover part here's my pitch for the hangover part four um these characters obviously don't really keep in touch anymore after everything that they've been through but um, one day, Doug dies, and they have to like, and and it's they they go on some kind of mission to scatter his ashes, and they'd end up, um. So so I'm sure Doug would have it as well somewhere that like you know he wants to have his ashes scattered in a in a in a certain place. So you actually it's kind of like Judate, which has um Zach Galifianakis on it as well. Also directed by Tom Phillips. Yeah, and um. It's like the you know the the mission across country to scatter the ashes, but you have, um, the um the characters sort of they're back together. They haven't seen each other in, in like maybe like ten years, and they think let's go on this one last mission together. Let's let's have one drink. What could one drink hurt? And then we just get a classic hangover movie 
we can do the machete order you ignore the third one they're just three movies with the exact same plot yeah um and they would wake up in the morning and they can't find dog's ashes um and then it would be kind of cool if it ends with this moment of them like finding out that they'd actually already scattered them last night mm-hmm. um they find like you know the whole thing would be like where's this container have you seen this container and they finally find the container it's empty and they'd find out they'd already scattered them and they 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 scattered it off the roof of this of Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas where they found Doug at the end of the first film, and it's this kind of moment of like this was the most important thing to happen in any of our lives, hmm. and in a way, even though we don't remember saying goodbye to our friend, that kind of means more because that's not remembering any of that was so important to all of us. Yeah, that's cool. That's better than my idea. I don't want to say my idea now. That's that. That's one of the best. That like, I mean, this is one of the best. That's one of my like truest sequels I can think of. Yeah. Like that I've actually done, where I've tried to pitch a genuine sequel to a film. Mm. I just thought it'd be cool if The Hangover Two was a point-to-click game. <laughs> Even The Hangover One as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why the, you see The Hangover Two specifically. Well, I mean, because it's in a more interesting <coughs> climate. Like point-and-click games aren't very popular anymore. But I used to love. Well, to be fair, AJ, you're not popular. That's true. No one likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. No, I don't know. I, I thought <laughs> I thought that it'd be it'd be interesting to um, take the hangover story and put like there is a, there is a because um, it's like the cheeky pockets. What's in your inventory? Yeah, there's yeah. this um, address. Talk to this person. Yeah. For those who don't know what a point and click game is, are there people who won't know what point and click games aren't very popular anymore? No, you're trying to explain it. They were games that were sort of like you'd each scene would be like you wouldn't physically move around in the scene. You'd you'd go into your inventory and find objects that could interact with the scene. Would yeah. you say that's accurate? Yeah. So like often your character would just be standing there. You'd have an inventory and there'd be a bunch of different things you can click on around the room and you can either examine them or interact with them in yeah. some way or take them. Yeah, and Hangover being a story about a bunch of guys who don't remember what they did, I feel like that would be a valuable yeah, way to, the, the to idea, explore and that idea. Like you, you'd wake up and then level t- you'd, you'd check your surroundings and there'd just be all this weird shit. Yeah. And then you know level two, you're, you're at breakfast and you check your pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you, you've got all these weird receipts in your inventory. And so, you know, you've got a, a stamp for a monastery or something like that. And then in the next scene, you bump into a monk and you're like, do you recognize this? And then, yeah, it yeah. makes sense because it's very um, linear in its progression of like, yeah. you find this, it leads you to this. They give you a clue to lead you here. Thank you for explaining that better than I could. It's okay, I don't know you're drunk. I'm just saying that The Hangover would have been better as a point-and-click game. The least popular genre of game <laughs> in today's day and age. Adam, as, do you... As, do like you... A, as a text-based game, that <laughs> just comes up as like, you wake up in hotel room and be like, grab Doug, you cannot find Doug. Yeah. Adam, do you play Do you play any point-and-click games? I, I played quite a lot as a child. The last one I played is um, Don't Shit Your Pants. Yeah. Like a, a throwback to DOS games. Cool. And I don't know if that, the microphone picked that up, but Adam said he played a game called Don't Shit Your Pants, where the object of the game is to not shit your pants, and it's a throwback yeah. to Dots. I never games. really played, um, uh, what's it called, point-and-click games, but I did love the Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah, Curse of Monkey Island is probably the most famous example. I would also throw That's out... That's the third one in the, or Escape from Monkey Island. 
The Monkey Island trilogy. Yeah, the Monkey Island series. There's series. four of them. Yeah. And they made a fifth one, I'm pretty sure. But the third one, I fucking love. And I'm currently in the process of like about to like get a PC. And I'm so excited to just download some version of that game. <laughs> Um, other other point of click games I would recommend just quickly if you want. Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Um, I only know that because in the Curse of Monkey Island, there's a bit where um, uh, he goes into a like shack, and there's a a skeleton that's wearing a vest, and there's a button on it that says "Ask me about Grim Fandango," and um, you go to take it, and he goes, "Eh, I don't want people always asking me about Grim Fandango." <laughs> Uh, uh, the other games I'd also recommend would be The Broken Sword. I think it's a trilogy, but just play the first two on PS1. Um, probably the best story in a, in a point-and-click game that I've come across. Um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld also had a couple of point-and-click games. Yeah. Do you know it's the fucking, really cool. yeah, it's the really fucking cool. hardest point-and-click game I've ever played? What? Mission to fucking McDonald Land. <laughs> Have we talked about this before? Uh, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I'm sure I've talked about it with you in person because that game is the fucking bane of my existence. And honestly, someone fact check the year, if you can. Mission to McDonald. Mission to McDonald. Can you check out check when that came out on? Um, the, it might not because I'm pretty sure it was like New Zealand exclusive. 1999. 1999. So that game came out in 1999. I was six years old and i got this game aj you're not listening you're, you're hiccuping and you're typing so this game I came out and i was like i i played it all the time for when it first came out and i just could not play the game i i don't know if it's i didn't understand how a point and click game worked but there was um you had to somehow like you had to rescue the four, um, like Mission to McDonald Land, AJ. Why, Fuck, why because it's a point and click game. Why are we AJ, shut up. Um, you have to, um, like rescue the four McDonald's mascots. One of them was stuck behind a palm tree, which was behind like a river of lava. And to get there, you had to cut down the tree. To cut down the tree, you needed an axe from a chicken nugget. When you tried to get it, the chicken nugget would say, AJ, shut up. I'm actually really invested in the story. So the chicken nugget would say, we no trust you. Prove your friend first. There was dialogue in this game. Yeah. And then and I had no idea (coughs) how to convince the caveman chicken nugget that I was a friend. And so every few months maybe like once or twice a year i would pull this game out and just try and work out how to do it what, what platform was this game on? it was pc it, came, it was a cd-rom that came with a happy meal and so i would like pull it out and be like oh you know i'm i'm nine now i'll be able to work this out i'm 10 now i'm you know every age from like six till um until 2012 <laughs> um 13 years after i got the game I was chatting about how it was impossible with with our friend David Corios and a few other people. David Corios has been on the podcast, but we should go see his shows. And um, someone mentioned funny. that you have to give the chicken nugget the axe. And I was like, what? Or like, like you have to give the chicken nugget whatever. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
And I... I thought you got the axe from the chicken. Yeah, no, I screwed up my sentence then, okay? You had to somehow... And they, like, they, they basically told me, oh, this is how... Because I don't think I ever understood how to play the game because it's never explained to you the instructions of the game. Is this still the Hangover so, episode? AJ, you know what it fucking is. You're trying to be funny, so just shut up. I'm not and trying me... to be funny. I'm being funny, okay? Um, and different difference. I, I raced home and, I, and it took 13 years, but I finished Mission to McDonald's Land. How'd you feel? That's the hardest game I've ever played. Do you think? And what, now that I know how to play it, I could finish that game in eight minutes. This and it took me thirteen years. Very good. Hashtag speed run. Hashtag speed run. World record progression of this. of yeah. It took thirteen years. <laughs> Richard took thirteen years to complete it, and then a month later, I was able to complete it in eight minutes. Uh, well, we've been talking for a while now. Um, yeah, because you kept on interrupting me. And I don't think you. that's the AJ. Reason. You've got hiccups, and it's fucking annoying to listen to. <laughs> hey Richard AJ You're gonna say some Fucking dumb shit Where you're like oh, Fuck you You fucking you asshole You either go And you, you know, try I'm and glad, be real I'm mean. glad I watched Home Alone Instead of Die Hard You finish your drink If you're playing the drinking game um, AJ What? Yeah, she's such a piece of shit. You're I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're moving cities. I'm that. sick of. Mo- I'm sick of living with you. This is. Fucking I hate you. <laughs> I hate everything you stand for. Listen to me, you piece of shit. I'm gonna AJ, kill you. While I disagree with what you say, I'll defend to the death. You're right. Just shut the fuck up. And this. <laughs> Listen to me, you fucking piece of shit. If you ever cross, <laughs> if you ever cross me again. <laughs> oh my god have you ever fucking crossed I'll, me I'll sleep you're throwing your sleep I would fucking <laughs> you're the biggest piece of shit I've you. ever met you I, fucking I hate you so much <laughs> you're the worst person I know alright should we do franchise yeah, roulette yeah let's do franchise roulette this is, this is have super... you got that google doc up of the, of the film do you want me to do it um, I'll, I'll do the random number you do the list. okay so this is a segment of the podcast where we um we random we, we have a Google Doc of a bunch of franchises listed. How many how many films? Uh, make up a number. It's probably that two hundred and something. I got three hundred. Where's Holly? She's <laughs> she's throwing up. I'm probably gonna throw up tonight. Um, that's fun. That's amazing. She's actually throwing up. Um, okay, film franchise Fortnite. We've got a new Google Doc. Everybody, did you say that? One hundred and seventy. What? One hundred and seventy is American Pie. <laughs> I've got. Yeah, no, yeah, let's go American Pie. Do I just watch American Pie? <laughs> let's watch American Pie, man. I'm so. Well, we can finally have this fucking discussion for real. Let's do it, man. AJ and I have a very large bone to pick. I have, I have a huge bone. <laughs> <laughs> About American Pie. My bone AJ, is, my bone is you, like nine you inches. You have to sit and wait. I've got the biggest American fucking Pie bone in the Because <laughs> in AJ has, You guys just wait. AJ has the dumbest fucking opinion about... No, it's not my, my opinion. No, it is. It's, it's fucking, it's fucking stupid. All right. That's been... Um, you do the sign-off. You do it. Fucking, <laughs> fuck fucking asshole. Fucking, fucking kill you. you. <laughs> um, all right. That's been Cult Popshire. Uh, this film franchise four nights. I'm sorry this one got so aggressive. Tune in next week. Where we're going to be watching uh, the American Pie films. There's what? Uh, fucking piece of shit. Oh, fuck. Eight or nine of them. There's eight of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to be chatting about those. Uh, next week. Next fortnight, sorry. 
uh, we <coughs> check out you Cole Popcher on YouTube, um, SoundCloud, and Facebook, uh, or you can email us at culturemedia at gmail.co.nz.com. Uh, so, yeah, just get amongst it, let us know what you thought, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Do you treat me like you've treated me, treated me again? I'm going to make cool. sure. And uh, I'm going to get up, and uh, you can just be left to the ramblings of a loudmouth malcontent. Here's the thing about Richard Martin. What well, you don't know, Richard Martin, he was born into it. <coughs> he was born into wealth. He was born into a family that believed he was, was the sunshine flying out his asshole. But let me tell you something about Richard. The guy doesn't know how to wipe his own butt. <laughs> I've seen him. He comes out of the bathroom and he's like, "Don't do it right," and I'm like, "I'm not going to help you." Every time, every time he's like. How do I do this? And I'm like, listen, man, it's not much. It's not much responsibility to show you how to do this. That's every time he asked me, and eventually, you know, I gave in and started showing him how to do it. Now, now, now he's more of a man than he'll ever be, and it's thanks to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> this isn't about you. <coughs> this is about me. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.